Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. One of my investors' warehouses had a back closet, and he gave it to me for free for six months if I renovated it myself. So I had this rickety 1970s desk, and I ran interviews out of this place. Half the people walked in and walked out. They didn't even want anything to do with me because they were like, "It's this is a joke. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. When I was a little girl playing in my father's office, I dreamed of learning how to code. But my dad wasn't a coder. He was a businessman. And I never got to learn how. And it's been something that I've been curious about my whole life. And now, like, this whole world is startup and tech crazy. And I just want to know how to code, too. Hack Reactor makes coding professionally go from being a dream and something that you just desire to have to really being a legitimate programmer. You could get a job straight away after. Even if you've been curious and you want to improve your skills and you're working in the marketing department and you happen to have to learn how to do HTML and you want to take your steps that much further, you got to check out Hack Reactor. Hack Reactor is the trusted environment, academic level education to go to to become the best programmer that you could possibly be. Not only will you get the education, but you'll get the support from them to make sure that you're not alone in the journey. HackReactor.com. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. I have the next LA startup spotlight for you, and it is something really close to my heart. A ton of you may know that I order farm fresh veggies every single week in a box. So anything vegetables is just like my steez. And I have Chad on the podcast today to talk about urban agriculture. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. So tell me a bit about who you are. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your startup. So my name is Chad Corzine. I'm the founder and CEO of the Urban Agriculture Company. I would say in the short, you could classify us as like an urban lifestyle brand, but we really started off trying to simplify the process of a city gardening. Uh, you know, we it stemmed from a problem I had from living in a very, very small place in Santa Monica and building myself a little raised bed on my balcony, thinking, oh, I can garden. This is going to be the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> I had no gardening experience whatsoever. So I went to the hardware store and I bought everything I needed. I built this little raised bed and I planted my veggies in it and I went to sleep. So I wake up the next morning. It's like 6.30. I go outside. The bed has broken because I put too much soil in. This is a shocker. I'm not a construction guy either. Uh, So it spills over my balcony onto my neighbor's balcony and onto my neighbor's neighbor's balcony. So at 28 years old at 7 in the morning, I was cleaning dirt up off someone else's balcony, kicking myself, just saying, this is way too hard. It cannot be this hard to grow vegetables. So... I took to the internet, right? And I started searching for urban gardening. How can I grow something on my balcony? And there's a plethora of different options. You know, there's like vertical gardening, there's container gardening, and I stumbled upon what's called a grow kit. So I ordered every grow kit that I could find, right? They all get there. It's awesome. These are like seed starters. You open your bag, you plant it, you put it on your coffee table. Everything is like fine and dandy until two weeks later. You're back at the hardware store and you're buying a big old bag of soil and a pot. And if you're like not into gardening, you're not going to spend $30 on terracotta pots, so you're buying an ugly green one. And then you got to transfer this like little plant into your big pot, and I kept killing them and killing them. And I pretty much abandoned ship on the gardening project until my girlfriend and now fiancé was like, 
Just give it another shot. You, you do product development for a living. Go figure out how to make it. If you know what's what's the problem that's you know what, what's your what's your roadblock here? And I figured out that none of the grow kits on the market offered soil. So everything you bought had a soil substitute. It wasn't actually organic potting soil. Uh, so I hooked up with a soil guy, found out how to get the soil made in the size we need. He hooked me up with a seed guy in the Netherlands so we can get direct from the farm. I and love then the Netherlands. <laughs> we, work, we work with an uh, organization out of India that takes tea bags, like 50-liter drums of loose tea, out of the trash. We repurpose them into the containers, sew them into these containers, ship them stateside, and then we build everything in Los Angeles. So for seventeen ninety five, you get your soil seeds and a recycled container, and you can just grow your garden on your balcony in your apartment 365 days a year. That's so cool. Wait, do you guys do videos too to show us how to do this? We do. We have tutorials, and we do a lot of stuff with DIY now. Uh, we kind of stumbled into a gift company uh, more so than just being a grow kit company. No doubt, yeah. yeah. We started selling uh, at farmer's markets. It was two no- November 2015, and we went to one, and then we went to two, and then we kind of gathered a following, and it ended up it was a bunch of soccer moms that were buying these as housewarming gifts. So when we launched, we quickly found out that we could not just be a grow kit company. People were using us for gifts. So now we're, I would like to say we're like a DIY consumer brand. We do DIY craft cocktails, infuse your own olive oils, uh, you name it, we sell it. So, And how big is your team? Uh, we're about 40 right now. We have a staff of 30 that's full-time. And then we have a 10-person flex staff. Because we manufacture in Los Angeles, uh, based off capacity, if we need more more labor, we bring them in. And you're based in? Vernon. So technically, it's downtown <laughs> Los Angeles. It's like a little east. It's, uh, it's two miles east of the 10, or south of the 10, excuse me. And how do you go from being in a box of an apartment to 40 employees and in over over 3,000 stores? We're in about 3,800 storefronts in all 50 states right now. Almost 4,000. I mean, Almost it's crazy. 4, yeah. Like, how, how, what? How do you do that? <laughs> I want to say dumb luck, but I, I had worked in, we call it the gift world uh, for a while, and I had served on a couple boards for some charities and when the idea hit me, I went and relentlessly called every person I knew that could help me build a distribution model quickly. Uh, so we we officially launched January 2016. It was like our national launch. Uh, our first store was Nordstrom's, which was a trip. And we, That's insane. We left that, that little trade show circuit with about 1,500 customers, and then it just really hasn't stopped. So you can buy us anywhere from like a Williams-Sonoma, a Terrain, Anthropology, Nordstrom's. We do a Target. Uh, all the way down to, if you go to like mindfulness down the street on Main, they carry our stuff. So we're we're all over the place. That's incredible. What are the price points for buying from you? So that's kind of our caveat. Uh, it is 1795 retail to buy everything you need to test gardening. And the reality of the situation is we don't make stuff for master gardeners. You know, if you have an acre of land and plow your own field, don't, don't buy a grow kit. Like, you know, that's not, that's not what we're there for. We're, we're a novice gardening product to introduce people to the idea of sustainability. Uh, so we wanted to keep it at a really reasonable price point. I like to say everything we do, I'd buy myself and I wouldn't spend more than $20 on an experiment. So we keep the price point under 20 bucks. And what are some suggestions and, you know, insights you can give everybody listening that is looking to get their product in stores that, I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> I guess it depends on the product, right? But for me, it was, I'm I'm really passionate about what we do. And I think when you bring a product to market, whether it's hardware, software, SaaS, a consumer product, whatever it is, if it's something you're really passionate about, 
and, and you pour your heart and soul into it, I think it doesn't make it hard to sell it. You just got to make sure you do your homework to find out who you're selling it to. You know, we, we tested our market for about three months. We did every farmer's market in Los Angeles. We did the Rose Bowl swap meet, and then we did a Kickstarter, uh, which I call a failure of a Kickstarter. I mean, we got our funding goal, but it was very small just to test, you know, who would buy it? Are we selling it to, you know, soccer moms? Are we selling it to people my age, 30-year-olds that live in lofts? So, you know, who, who's our target market? And once we kind of honed in on who that was, I, I made, it, made it simple. So I say do your homework, and then from there, it, it kind of takes its own course. How did how did you scale? How do you go from zero to forty people on your team? Like, what do you look for in hires, and where were you sourcing um, your talent? So I had like a miraculous find for my first hire. Her name is Valerie, and I was interviewing people in like a six by six closet. One of my investors' warehouses had a back closet, and he gave it to me for free for six months if I re- renovated it myself. But I couldn't really afford nice furniture, so I had this rickety nineteen seventies desk and one girl kid on my desk. And I ran interviews out of this place. Half the people walked in and walked out. They didn't even want anything to do with me because they were like, "It's this is a joke. And then I almost didn't pick up or respond to the email because she emailed me from like a dummy email address and found someone that was an office manager via ZipRecruiter. Right. And then she ended up being my saving grace and she's the VP of our company now and runs pretty much day-to-day operations. Her name is Valerie Estrada. Uh, and when we look, when we look for talent now, uh, I use ZipRecruiter. I look on AngelList. Depending on what we're doing, uh, as we're morphing as a company, I mean, there's more technical roles that need to be filled. Right. Um, I think very much like the guy from Bluminous, you know, being a assembly or manufacturer person, the first thing you look at if you're a sales guy is operations. Where do I go get someone to make this so I can go sell it? So that's kind of been the strong arm in our focus. And now that we're up and running and we have a system that works and the warehouse staff and a warehouse manager. Now we're looking at all right. How do we bring someone on to to tweak and improve our e-commerce platform? How do we open up a subscription-based company? Like, how do we do these things? So for that, I, I use AngelList a lot. And ZipRecruiter is an LA-based company. They are. I think they're yeah. on the Promenade. Yeah. And so what what is ZipRecruiter exactly? ZipRecruiter's kind of like recruiting on steroids, is the way I would say it. They you, you kind of plug in your criteria for who you need, and they go out and they blast it to like. Every recruiting website source, I think they go to like every nook and cranny of the world to find people. But, you know, I tried like doing one on Monster and doing one on Indeed and doing this. And with, with ZipRecruiter, I think within the first, I don't know, like three hours, I had like 30 resumes on my desk. And, you know, you've ever heard, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I'm just like, geez, there's so much to dig through. But they give you a lot of options. It's cool. And it's affordable and the people are great. You get assigned like a CSR. Ironically, when I got my uh, my representative, he was a fraternity brother of mine from college. So it worked out pretty well. And he was like, oh, I thought that was you. And he helped me find find a lot of good fits. So I would definitely recommend them. When you first hired Valerie, was that scary? You were a new entrepreneur at the time and you were taking this profit that you were getting from your company and and some seed money and you were going to invest it into a human. You know, I think everyone that's been on this show says the same thing. It's like you don't realize how real it is until you have to do it. Um, it didn't hit me till I met her family and was like, oh, man, you have a kid. Like, I'm now responsible for everyone here to eat. So it's a sinking feeling. I think that if you're going to start a company, um, you got to be like a true sadist. Uh, my, my pops is a self-made man, and he told me when I left him to go work for myself. I'll give you six months. Six months, you're going to figure out if you want to be an entrepreneur or not. There's nothing wrong if you don't want to be one, but it takes a lot of up and downs. It's like 
every day is an emotional roller coaster, and that's one of the lows when you realize that you're responsible for other people's lives. Hundred percent. But it's kind of a high too. It's funky and fun and new, and um, I think it makes it great if you, you know, I personally don't have a business partner, um, but I, the, the private investors that helped us get this up and running are always open to me. So when you have like a fallback, I know that a lot of people that start a business with a co-founder tend to flourish a lot better because you don't feel so alone, you know? It's And so I would say that's probably a wonderful thing to have. I feel like I have that just with an outside source, but I, I kind of wish, and Valerie unfortunately had to take that role of almost like co-founder with me that we can sit around and bounce the ideas off each other and argue and then figure out what's best to move on. And why LA and not another, you know, popular startup city? I am... Uh, I'm born and raised native, so I grew up in Santa Monica. Oh, cool. Um, I went to Palisades High. I went to UCSB for my undergrad, and then I moved to Brazil for a while. I came back. I guess I have my roots here, and then as the company went from our 20 little SKUs to now 130, we import from six different countries, and so LA is a phenomenal port city if you're going to be doing any import-export for manufacturing, so it just kind of works. And have you raised money in the process? We had one initial like seed funding, and then we've been self-sustaining ever since. And That's so exciting. I think what's a little different about – we're like a true manufacturer to the sense where everything's done in-house. Uh, you know, scalability is just figuring out how you can sell more with the, with the, with the tools you have at hand versus, you know, really pumping money into our marketing or our new e-commerce platform and stuff like that. We actually turn away funding uh, to let us kind of build ourselves naturally right now. Uh, so we'll reevaluate that probably in December, but for – the time being, I mean, we're, we're on pace to quadruple in size our second year, which is kind of wild. So if we can do that without having to reach out, we're going to try to do it on our own. What a great position to be in, the position that turns <laughs> yeah. people down, like turns investors down. It's like that's what everybody desires to become. <laughs> what L.A. startup resources have helped you in achieving your growth? I think that like particularly the, the reason I have a startup is because someone from the L.A., tech scene gave me the best piece of advice I had ever had. I was wildly bored with consumer goods. I didn't like them. And I was just getting ready to quit. And I was going to leave my job and go work for a tech company called New Order. Uh, They were like an order platform. They're still around and they work very heavily in the garment industry. And um, my brother's old roommate, his name is Bryce Maddock. He's the CEO of Task Us. I'm sure you've heard of yeah, them. Yeah, I, I was one of the original users of Task Okay, Us. so Bryce, so Bri- <laughs> I called Bryce when he was um, in their Philippines office and was asking him, like, hey, I think I, I really want to get into involved with the startup. And we kind of went through it, and he was like, hey, like, you're going to throw away five years of your life to start on the bottom. Why don't you just wait, coming from someone that's built something from the ground up, and find something that works for you, and then go from there. And, like, Bryce has kind of been the uh, – a nice person to drop a line to every once in a while when I feel like I'm stuck. And I would say personnel from the LA startup scene that's been been very helpful to, to kind of push me along when I need that extra kick. That's nice. For those of you who don't know, what is Task Us? Task Us is ridiculous outsourcing. Uh, I think they're like the, the most phenomenal company. They, they do back-end office outsourcing and I believe customer service outsourcing. That's I think they've grown to about 7,000 employees right now. Uh, they just op- opened a new office in San Antonio. I think so. Bryce, uh, Bryce and Jasper are out there, but cool. and they, they're they have an office in LA too. They do. Yeah, oh. we're in LA. Do you remember? I think it's last last time I remember was in Santa Monica. So I would imagine it's probably still there. Is there a particular event that you think is a must attend to go to for business? Uh, if you're going to be in like the consumer product gift market, it's all done via trade show. So there's like a wonderful LA gift show that's done at the uh, the LA Mart. 
the Las, Las Vegas Mart, there's big regional ones. So the distribution is a little different than direct-to-consumer, although that's something we're kind of dabbling with. Because it's mainly B2B at this point, it's all kind of wholesale trade shows. Awesome. And what LA tech talent or company have you come across lately that have really impressed you? My favorite thing that I found, and I don't know the guys, and I actually found them on your podcast, is Bluminous. Shut up. That's so cool that you found them on the podcast. I was, I was listening to that thinking, wow. Like, I was kicking myself. That's like one of those ideas that you should think of. And I'm thinking of that because I'm now getting ready to get married myself. Yeah. And, geez, flowers are expensive. <laughs> and we work so much internally on kind of trying to twist the DIY space right mm-hmm. now. Um, for us, it's how do you incorporate gardening into gifting, and that's really hard. But anything DIY that's a trend that someone can can morph and take a model and make it their own, like they took Blue Apron and turned it into flowers, like that's just awesome. Like I, I got tons of respect for that guy. I think they're doing a really cool thing. And and tell us, for those of you who haven't listened to the Bluminous We Are LA Tech episode, what is Bluminous? So Bluminous is, besides a genius, it <laughs> is like Blue Apron for wedding flowers. So for anyone out there that's gotten married, you know you pay way too much for a wedding arrangement. They send you everything you need to do it yourself. It's a DIY wedding flower kit, but it cuts costs by like 50%. And I mean, I'm going to use them in my wedding. Like, hands down, for sure. I think they have, like, the coolest concept. I love it. That is so cool. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'll connect you. I would love that. That would be awesome. My favorite thing, I mean, Chad knows, right, when he walked into the studio, I was like, I want you to meet Stephanie, who we just interviewed. It's, like, my favorite part of doing the podcast is everybody just meeting everyone. And, of course, I don't have a business card, so I come off terrible right when we meet. But No, (laughs) it's fine. I mean, business cards don't even exist in tech anymore, do they? (laughs) And if you had one ask of the community, something that they could do to support you in your success, what would that ask be? Um, We're in the process of building a tech arm to our leg that's mainly like subscription-based, very much like a Blue Apron uh, and Bluminous, but a little different. So I would say check us out, um, www.urban-agriculture.net, and see if it fits you. Perfect. I love it. And how can people connect with you in general? I am a one-armed paper hanger, as I call it. So we have 40 employees, but I do a little bit of everything. So my email is chad at urban-agriculture.net. If you send it to me, I generally answer within an hour. That's the best way to get me. I love it. I love it. You guys, definitely be sure to check in with Chad. Dude, he brought he brought his urban agriculture to the studio, and it is so sick. It's awesome. It looks so cool. It's the coolest gift to give to anybody, especially if you're in one of those urban environments and you want to have greenery right in your house to be able to eat delicious tomatoes and have fresh basil on your food and know that you're self-sustaining, right? There we like, go. Um, it's an incredible gift. It's, it looks absolutely gorgeous, and I'm really, really excited about it. Definitely feel free to connect with more awesome LA tech entrepreneurs, founders, engineers, everybody by going to wearelatech.com slash VIP. That's wearelatech.com slash VIP. And remember to get your feature on the community site, wearelatech.com slash community. Thanks to Betalist, that is now live, and we really push to make sure that all the tech talent in LA gets featured across all of our social. I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Huge shout out and thank you to Betalist. Betalist is amazing. I've used Betalist for my past startups. Betalist gains you early traction to your startup while it's still in beta. Go to betalist.com slash we are LA tech. That's betalist.com slash we are LA tech. Thank you for powering the we are LA tech podcast. 
To get text alerts when new episodes come out, text 310-872-2423. That's 310-872-2423. We Are LA Tech, hosted by Esprit Devora, has been a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.